Thanks for joining us for another great message from Influences Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you, and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to influences.church. And now for our message. You know, as believers, as followers of Jesus, we, we cannot interpret the Bible correctly. We cannot live a godly life and we cannot serve God the way He desires us to without the help of the Holy Spirit. He's so important to us. We need Him in every area of our life. If we wanna become who God has called us to be, if we wanna be the ambassadors of Jesus Christ and represent Him our best, we need the Holy Spirit. In fact, the prophet Zechariah, he makes this famous statement in Zechariah 4 verse 6. He says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Church, if we're going to do anything of lasting significance, if we are going to be fruitful for the kingdom of God, we can't do it simply in our own effort or strength. But we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Now, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, um, some may have the idea that the Holy Spirit is like this uh, invisible force or a particular feeling that sometimes we come in contact with, but that's not actually the case. Instead, the Bible describes the Holy Spirit for us as a person. Whenever the Bible refers to the Holy Spirit, it never calls Him an it or a thing. It only ever refers to Him as a He or a Him. He is a person. In fact, Jesus was speaking to His disciples one day about the Holy Spirit, and this is what He said in John chapter 14, verse 16. He said, and I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth, talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, the world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him for He lives with you and will be in you. Now notice how Jesus continues to say He and Him about the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be certain that He is a person. He wants us to relate to the Holy Spirit like we relate to one another, like a person. Now, He's not a person with flesh and bone like us, but He shares the qualities and characteristics of a person. And that is so important for us to understand because it helps us to realise then we can have a personal relationship with Him. You see, I can't have a personal relationship with this table, it's a thing, but I can have a personal relationship with a person. And the person of the Holy Spirit, we can have an intimate, personal relationship with Him. It also means that He understands us because He has feelings. He has feelings, He has emotions. Uh, He can communicate to us and we can communicate to Him. And all these things are important for us to understand that He is a person. However, uh, although Jesus wants us to view the Holy Spirit as a person, it's also important that we have a reverence for the Holy Spirit because He is also a part of the Godhead. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Spirit. He's as much God as God the Father and God the Son. The three are inseparable and they have all existed from the very beginning. In fact, the first mention of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in the Bible, is in the book of Genesis in the first two verses. It says this in Genesis 1 to 2. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God 
was hovering over the waters. So the Holy Spirit is God. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And this is an amazing truth to grasp. The reason this is such an amazing truth is because Scripture also tells us that the moment you give your life to Jesus, you make Him your Lord and Saviour, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. He comes to reside inside of you. A measure of the Godhead is living in you right now. Like we've heard that before, but when you stop to really think about that, that is amazing. He's not just out here somewhere. He is in here. He is residing inside of us wherever we go, whatever we do. The Holy Spirit is right there with you. You know, wonder we can be assured of the promise that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Because He's not just around us, He's in us. He's right there, whatever situation you come up against, the Holy Spirit is there. Whatever circumstance you face, the Holy Spirit is right there with you. Romans 8 verse 11, it says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same power that enabled Jesus to overcome death, the worst that the enemy had to throw lives inside of us. Wherever we go, that same power, the Holy Spirit, we have access to Him because He's with us all the time. I think if we could really understand that, it would change a lot of our perspective and a lot of different situations. It would fill us with so much more confidence and boldness when we understood who it is that's always with us. Stuff that seems so big, all of a sudden wouldn't seem so overwhelming when you know who it is that lives inside of you, amen? No wonder Jesus said in Matthew 17, verse 20, He said, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move, and it would move, and nothing would be impossible for you because He understands the gift that He's given us through the Holy Spirit. At the same time though, if we have God residing inside of us, the Spirit of God is in us, it also means that wherever we choose to go, whatever environment we place ourselves in, whatever we decide to do with our bodies doesn't only just affect us, now it also affects the Spirit that is living in us. This is why Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, quite a challenging passage of Scripture, he says, run from sexual sin. For no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does, for sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. He says, don't you realise that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and it was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you at a high price. So you must honour God with your body. And he's making this strong point to encourage us to be mindful of what we do, of our actions, of the places that we go, the things we get involved in. He's encouraging us to seek to live holy lives because this, this is now a temple, a tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. I remember when me and my wife were uh, about to have our first child, Talia, who's now 13. And I remember the few months leading up to that, uh, we spent you know, quite a bit of time setting up the nursery 
And, uh, you know, we, we spent a huge amount of time, you know, uh, just making sure that it was perfect. We bought what furniture we could. My parents bought us some furniture. Like we, you know, adjusted everything in that room to make it the best room in our house in preparation for our, our daughter. And, you know, the funny thing is, if I was to ask my daughter about it now, what do you remember about that? She'd say nothing, right? <laughs> She wouldn't remember anything. She wouldn't remember the colour of the room, what the bed felt like, what toys she had. She remembered nothing. And I, we knew that. We knew that she wouldn't even appreciate it. <laughs> Yet we loved her so much that we still did it. We loved her so much that we wanted her to have the best place to reside. You know, as I began to think about that this week, I was actually quite challenged personally to consider if I was doing the same for the Holy Spirit. Was I, you know, making a good place for Him to reside? Was I making good choices that showed that I loved Him and I cared about this temple in which He resides? You know, really, how often do we stop to ask, how will what I'm about to do affect the Spirit of God that's in me? We often think about how will this affect me? How will this make me feel? But do we actually stop to think, you know, how will this actually affect the Spirit of God that is inside of me? How will it make Him feel? You know, this, this body was bought at a high price. The highest price was paid by Jesus Christ. And so we should honour God with our body and the Spirit that lives within us. You know, unlike a newborn baby that doesn't appreciate what we do, the Holy Spirit does. He does appreciate it. In fact, He's deeply affected by it. Because another thing we need to know about the Holy Spirit is that He can be grieved. Ephesians 4.30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And just as we can grieve someone by the way we treat them or don't consider them, we can do the same to the Holy Spirit. We can grieve Him by not considering Him. Or... Now, let me say this. I, you know, I believe that uh, you know, none of us are perfect. We're never gonna get this right. I, I know I'm not never gonna get this right. You know, there's gonna be times where I'm better at it than, than not. Times where I make better choices than, than other times. But I'm just so thankful that the Holy Spirit doesn't hold that against us. I'm so thankful that He's incredibly gracious. In fact, His number one job is to help us. He wants to help us to become more like Jesus. He wants to help us to, to be the best followers of Jesus that we possibly can be. Jesus told us this in John 14, verse 26, when He was speaking to His disciples, He said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. That word helper is the word parakletos, and it means to one who is called to one side or to be one's aid. This is what the Holy Spirit is. That he's a gift from God, Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit so we would have a helper to be able to live the life that Jesus has called us to live. And I don't know about you, but I'm extremely thankful for that because living this Christian life, it isn't easy. <laughs> It'll stretch you. 
It'll challenge you. It'll put you in places that you never thought you'd ever be. It would press you to do things that you would have naturally thought were impossible. It's not easy. And I'm so thankful that I have the help of the Holy Spirit by my side because I couldn't do it by myself. What an awesome blessing it is. You know, the Holy Spirit is amazing. He helps us in so many ways, more ways than we even understand. So many more ways than we even appreciate. There are things that He's doing that we're not even aware of to protect us and help us. He's amazing. But there's one particular thing I just felt to share with you this morning that He does to help us in our everyday lives. And this is what I want to focus on for the rest of my message today. It's this, He helps us to make great decisions. He helps us to make great decisions. 1 Corinthians 3.19, Paul writes these words. He says, For the wisdom of this world is foolish to God. As it says in the book of Job, God uses man's own brilliance to trap him. He stumbles over his own wisdom and falls. And again, in the book of Psalms, we are told that the Lord knows full well how the human mind reasons and how foolish and futile it is. What Paul's saying is saying that our mind, our thinking, our capacity is not even close to God's. In comparison to God's wisdom, His understanding, His knowledge, our minds, they are foolish and futile. The good news though is for us who have given our life to Jesus, now via the Holy Spirit, we don't just have to rely upon our own wisdom, but now we have access to God's wisdom, amen? It says this in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Let me show you. It says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. And now we used to, we love to use that verse to get us excited about the amazing things God. We go like, I just can't imagine. God's got so many amazing things. He's got more than we can imagine, but it actually doesn't finish there. The key is the next verse, verse 10. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. What he's actually saying is he's saying, we can't fathom it in our own understanding, but the Spirit of God that's in us, He can. And He will make it known to us. He will reveal it to us. For, the, for His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Goes on to say, no one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's own thoughts except God's own spirits. And we have received God's Spirit. Not the world's Spirit so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. You know, when I joined the uh, military, I remember um, I, I uh, had to fill out a whole bunch of paperwork before I joined up. And one of the forms they asked me to fill out was a security clearance form. I filled this form out, I handed it in. And the purpose of this form was to tell me what access to information or what information I would get access to. So I filled out the security clearance form, I got it back and I got notified that you have access to classified information, right? I know, I felt pretty awesome, right? Classified information, that sounds amazing, right? And it was pretty good until I realised that actually wasn't the highest level of information that there was. There was actually another level above that. But I wasn't privileged to that information. 
And so for the first five years when I was in the Air Force, I could only operate out of information that was classified or lower. That meant whenever I had to make a decision, whenever I had to deal with a situation, whenever I was in a circumstance where I needed to know what next step to take, I was limited by my decision making in that I could only access information that was classified or lower. There was some information that was not available to me. But then I got moved into a different division. About, um, about the fifth year, I moved into a new unit. I had to fill out a new form, a security clearance form. This time I got back and they said, you have access to secret. I was like, come on, I can tell you all about the aliens and all sorts of things going on. The Bermuda Triangle, I'm just kidding, right? But I got access to secret. And I thought, this is fantastic. And what it meant is now I'm no longer... D- limited in my decision-making by classified or lower, now I have access to a higher level of information. Right? And it helped me make greater decisions. You know, in our everyday life, we are constantly faced with making decisions. Some little decisions, sometimes big decisions, sometimes some of the biggest decisions like what will I do as a career? Who will I marry? Where will I invest my money? And they are difficult decisions to make. And when you are trying to make them only out of your own wisdom, no wonder we get stressed and worried. Because the decision we make, it can affect my future majorly. But the good news is once you gave your life to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, no longer are you limited by just your own wisdom. Now you have access to a higher level of information. Now you have access to the wisdom of God. And so whenever you make a decision, You can bring it before Him and you can see what He sees. You can hear what He hears. You can know what He knows if you will take the time to listen to the Holy Spirit. This is amazing. This is an incredible help for us. Here's the great thing about God. He never gets baffled by anything. He never gets stumped. He's never like, "Mm, I'm not sure. Ask someone else, phone a friend, right? He knows the next step to take. He always knows the best thing to do. Have you ever been to one of those sort of outdoor mazes, you know, those big garden mazes, right, where the big green hedges and you go in one end, you've got to try to work your way through to the other end. If you've ever been in one of those mazes, your view looks probably something like this. I'm walking through and, you know, I can't see a lot. I can really only see what is directly in front of me. I don't know what's around the corner. I don't know how to navigate. You know, I might hit a dead end. I don't know what's going on. My, my understanding of what's going on in the situation is limited and it's quite difficult. But where we can see that, God, He can see this. He knows the beginning from the end. From where He sits, He can see the whole big picture and He's not concerned, He's not worried. And if we will listen to the Holy Spirit, He will guide us through all those challenges of life and get us right where we need to be. God is never baffled. He is always in control. And via the Holy Spirit, we have access to His wisdom every single day. In your job, at your workplace, in your family, whatever you're doing, the Holy Spirit is there and He wants to help you. Amen. Galatians 5 verse 25, it says, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. You know, it would have been silly of me when I was in the military to keep making decisions based on only classified information when I had access to a higher level of information. 
It would be foolish of us to keep making decisions based only on our human wisdom when we have access to God's wisdom, amen? But we have to take the time to listen. Can I encourage you, church, that no matter how messy or challenging your situation might be, no matter where you find yourself right now or in the future, if you keep leaning into the voice of the Holy Spirit, He will guide you through it. You know, maybe there's some of you right now and you know, there's a bit of a messy situation in, in your family or in a relationship and you know, you've been trying to work through that. You've been trying to work out, well, what do I say? I don't know, it seems like I always you know, seem to fall in it or you know, that relationship's not being repaired. It's being stretched. Maybe it's with you know, your children. Maybe it's with a, a, a close friend, whatever it might be, but there's just this, if there's a fracture in that relationship and it's difficult to know what to do. And maybe there's even someone here today and you've even felt like, you know, I just have to give up. I have to walk away. I just can't get any further. I wanna encourage you, friend. The Holy Spirit would say to you, don't give up. Just take a moment, quiet yourself, listen to me. I know what to do. I can help you through this. Just listen to my voice. Maybe you're facing a, you know, a big career decision. Maybe something in your business or financially and you're, you've been afraid to make the next move because you know it's gonna have a huge impact on your future. The Holy Spirit say, don't be afraid. You don't need to be afraid. I'm right here with you. Just take a moment to quiet yourself and listen to my voice and I will instruct you on what to do and I will help you make the best decision for you and your family. He's your helper. He, he loves to help you. He loves to help you. He's like knocking on the door of our heart, constantly saying, I'm right here. Don't stress, don't worry. I'm here. I will help you. I will guide you. I'm a gift from Jesus Christ to help you traverse through this life, amen? Whatever decision you're facing today, whatever has you stumped or worried, instead of letting it get the better of you, give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to help you, amen? The team can come. Philippians 4, verse six to seven. Great verse, you know it well. It says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't stress, don't worry, don't carry something you don't need to. Hand it over, present it, your request, and the Holy Spirit will help you. And you can find peace even in the midst of the storm. You know, one of the ways in which the Holy Spirit helps us to make good decisions is by convicting us of what He knows is not good for us. Convicting us of what He knows is not good for us. John 16 verse 18 says, and when He comes, He will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. You know, when we say the Holy Spirit convicts us, it doesn't tend to fill us with warm and fuzzy feelings, does it? <laughs> The reason for that though, I think, is because we tend to categorise condemnation and conviction together. We tend to think of them in the same way, but they are actually very, very different. You see, condemnation, the source of condemnation is Satan. He's the source. Revelation 12 says he is the accuser and his modus of operandi is to continually bring up all the things you've done wrong. 
continually accuse you of this sin, that sin, that sin. He won't let you forget it because He wants you to get to a place where you feel so filled with shame and guilt that you don't think that God could ever love you or ever wanna use you or accept you. What He's trying to do is drive a wedge between you and God so that you will pull away from God. That's what condemnation does. That's why when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they felt so much shame, guilt and condemnation that when the Lord was coming, they went and hid. But God wasn't coming to destroy them. God was coming to restore them. You see, this is the thing. The Holy Spirit will never do anything to push you away from God. He'll only ever do anything to bring you to God. See, when the Holy Spirit convicts us, conviction is helpful and loving. He loves us. He's steering us towards what is best for us. He's doing it to help highlight to us what is not good so that we can have something better. Conviction, unlike condemnation, doesn't drive a wedge between us and God. It pushes us to God. It helps us understand, God, I need You more. I need You. I'm thankful for You. The Holy Spirit wants to protect You, help You, nurture You, guide You. He loves You. His convicting isn't something to be afraid of. It's something to be embraced because if we follow it, guess what? Our lives will only be more blessed because of it. He's your number one helper. He's gonna help you make good decisions. David writes in Psalm 23, verse three, he opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so I can bring honour to his name. As I close, I suppose the question is this. Well, if the Holy Spirit is so helpful and, and you know, He helps guide us towards what's best to us, then you know, how, how do we come to recognise His voice and His leading more clearly? Because that's the real question, isn't it? How, how do we hear His voice more clearly in the busyness of our lives and all the things that's going on? How do we recognise it's Him so that we can follow His leading? That's a fantastic question. And the answer is probably a lot more simpler than you think. And when I say it, you're probably gonna go, oh, I wanted something else. But this is the answer. It's simply by spending more time with Him. It's simply by prioritising spending more time with Him. Think about it this way. How do you easily recognise the voice of your family members? Because you've spent time with them. You spend so much time with them that it's so easy when they say something, you know immediately who it is. I'm a twin, as uh, Pastor Alice said before, and people used to joke about me and my brother and they used to say, man, you guys have got like your own special language. <laughs> you know, because we used to finish each other's sentences. We could feel, you know, we knew what each other was thinking before we even said anything. And, and it wasn't because we had some weird telepathical supernatural twin thing that people think. It's just because we knew each other so well. We, we were best friends. We'd spent every, almost every waking hour with each other that we were so connected, it was just easy to understand one another. You know, there's people in your life, I'm sure there's people in your life that they don't even have to say something. They can be in another room and just, you recognise them by the way they laugh or they cough because you just spend time with them. You know them so well. I just believe it's the same with the Holy Spirit. The more time you spend with Him, the more you're gonna be able to recognise His voice and His leading and the impressions that He puts on your heart. 
You know, my mum used to say, when I lived at home with my two brothers, my mum used to say to me, hey, I could always tell when you were awake because I could recognise the cracking of your cold bones in the morning. Because <laughs> my knees and my ankles would crack when I get out of bed. She goes, I knew it was you. She didn't even see me because she knew me so well. She knew the way I moved. She knew that the, it's just the more time we spend with the Holy Spirit, the easier it is to pick it up, to hear His voice, to feel the impression of Him moving in our life. You know, our desire, and certainly my desire, is to seek to know the Holy Spirit so intimately that no matter what environment or atmosphere or other voices are vying for our attention, when He speaks, when He moves in my heart, I know that it's Him. I wanna know Him so personally that I never miss it. Now, I'm never gonna get that perfect. There's times where the Holy Spirit speaks to me and I'm sure I miss it. There's times where He's encouraging me to do something and I, I'm like, you know, I, I, I was off doing something else. And He's like, come on, man, what are you doing? <laughs> and then there's times where I hear His voice and I'm so thankful because I, I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't followed His leading. I would have made some bad choices. I've made some bad choices by His grace, you know. I, I, I think I'm in a good place now, but I'm still on a journey. I need His help more than ever. There's gonna be other choices, other things I'm gonna face. I need Your help, Holy Spirit. And I'm so thankful that He's there, but I have to take the time to listen. I have to take the time to listen, to appreciate His voice above every other voice to understand He knows it all. He is helping me. He is giving me access to the wisdom of God. That is amazing. That is amazing. You know, if we just took the time to rest and hear His voice, I believe our lives would be very blessed because of it. Much more blessed because we'd make a lot less bad decisions, a lot more good decisions. It's good decisions for our future, for our family, for the call of God upon our life. And so, I encourage you this week, and I know you're busy, I know you've got a whole bunch of things going on, I, I am too, but I encourage you throughout your week, try to find a moment here or there, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it might be, to just sit quietly and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Maybe put some worship on, maybe read a couple of verses of the Bible, however you connect, but just quieten yourself. Open up your heart and say, Holy Spirit, I just wanna connect with you right now. Let me tell you, He will. He wants to connect with you more than you wanna connect with Him. He's hungry to spend time with you and to take that moment just to quiet yourself, tune into His voice, come to recognise what He says and He will help you. He wants to bless you. In fact, I'd love to do that right now. Why don't you just close your eyes right where you are if you're comfortable to do so. And let's just take a moment to Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You might say, well, what does the Holy Spirit sound like? You know, rarely is it an audible voice. On occasion, it can be. Generally, it's this still small voice inside that just has this sense of comfort and peace and assurance. You know, when the prophet Samuel, the first time he heard the voice of God, he thought it was his master Eli talking to him. 
fact, three times God tried to get His attention. He went to His Master and He said, did you call me? And it was His Master who recognised, that's actually not me, that's the voice of God. And what I love about that, He says, maybe the voice of the Holy Spirit isn't as unfamiliar as we might think. Maybe His voice sounds like an old friend. Maybe it sounds like a familiar voice because it's always there, always reaching out. Holy Spirit, I just thank You in this place. We honour Your presence. We thank You, You're our helper. I thank You that You see each and every person's situation today. I just pray, Holy Spirit, just minister to people. Minister to us today. We need Your help, Holy Spirit. You know, if there's something that's been worrying you, stressing you out, that's been a big concern recently, why don't right now you just offer that up to Him? Say, Holy Spirit, You're aware of this situation even more than I am. Would You help me? I need Your help, Holy Spirit. Just take a moment just to receive from Him. Spirit, I just pray you give us a super sensitivity to your voice. I pray that the ears of our heart will be open to you. Whenever you speak, we'd instantly recognise it was you. Help us to grow in our understanding of you, of how you move in, operate in our life. Help us to develop a deep, intimate relationship with you. We're so thankful for who you are. We're thankful that you are with us all the time as we go into our week, we thank You that we are not alone, that You're right by our side. I pray that the moment we start to get worried or stressed, we wouldn't go down that path, but we would just stop and we say, Holy Spirit, I need Your help right now. And we'd hear clearly and easily from You. Help us to make great decisions, good godly decisions, that we might serve You with all that we are and all that we can, that we would honour Your Name. In Your precious Name we pray. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to lead our life in a way that finds answers and finds the peace and finds the joy we're looking for, but we come up short. But God knew that you needed rescuing, that you needed saving, that you needed His love. So He sent His Son, Jesus, to come and pay the price for our mistakes. He lived a perfect life, but knowing we couldn't, He said, I will take their place. So He died 
and rose again so that his death could pay the penalty for my mistakes and my past and his life could make a way so that I could have life. I believe that when you believe in what Jesus did and when you invite him to be Lord of your life, you can experience forgiveness, peace, hope, joy, purpose and life like you've never known before. It's not about what we've done or who we're not. It's about that we have a God who's good, who can turn things for good and loves you. He's a father, he's a friend, and you can invite him into your life today by simply saying this prayer after me. I'm gonna say this prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're watching around the world, pray this prayer with me. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away. You know what, maybe he's getting your attention today to say, come back into relationship with me. Maybe you've known religion, but never a real genuine relationship with God. Why don't you say this prayer too? And I believe this can be the beginning of a great new day. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for loving me and giving your life for me. I pray you forgive me for my past and you walk with me into my tomorrow. Let me know your grace, your forgiveness, your peace, your purpose, your joy and your hope into my life. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. Be Lord of who I am in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace and the love of God comes into your life. You know what? The past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace and the word of God go with you from this day forward. And I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer or you want to know more, maybe you're on the journey. Why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus. We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you. And we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.